0: Welcome to All Things Pilates, season four. Though we can't know exactly what Joseph Pilates was thinking or feeling towards the end of his life, we do know he wanted the entire world to practice contrology, and that want has certainly become a reality. Hello everyone, I'm Darian Gold, and here on All Things Pilates, we discuss the man, the method, and how his genius continues to influence and inspire. In 2017, I had no idea at the time that my desire to have a radio show would lead me to where I am today, a podcast now in its fourth season. Back then, my radio show went live every Sunday at 2 p.m. and heard around the globe, that is, if you were able to tune in to our channel, KPCA, in Petaluma, California. Preparing a weekly show presented a huge learning curve that I accepted willingly, knowing I wanted to offer the public an opportunity to learn why the Pilates method was so special, Originally recorded at the radio station in 2018, I had the pleasure of a phone interview with Roberta Grotz, co-owner of Grotz Industries. As many of you know, this company is the original manufacturer of the Pilates apparatus, as designed by Joseph Pilates. Here now is the rebroadcast of my interview with Roberta Grotz. My guest today is Roberta Grotz, co-owner of Grotz Industries and wife of the late Donald Grotz, whose father Frank, along with a business partner, opened a custom metal fabrication business, Tritel Grotz, in New York City in the 1920s. When Mr. Tritel moved on, Frank renamed the business Grotz Industries Incorporated and continued to fabricate sculptures, metal furniture, and produce industrial design prototypes for many of the world's top designers. Frank's younger son, Donald, joined his father after finishing college and a stint in the army. At one point in the mid-1960s, one aspect of their metal furniture business began to slow down, leaving room for a unique but untested type of business. On a serendipitous afternoon in 1968, Donald, while delivering a metal furniture piece to one of his customers, met Romana Krasineska at his customer's home. Romana had needed a manufacturer for her apparatus as more and more teachers were arriving at her studio eager to learn Pilates from her and then needing apparatus to work on at home. It was this fortuitous meeting with Romana that opened a new line of business for Graz Industries, located at that time in Long Island City, Queens. It was the birth of classical Pilates apparatus. A beautiful working relationship developed between the metal fabrication manufacturer and the keeper of the Pilates flame. Donald took Romana's notes, drawings, and existing original Pilates apparatus designed by Mr. Pilates himself, and reverse-engineered the various pieces. Their special connection meant that many teachers learning the Pilates system from Romana were now able to open their own studios, fully equipped with Graz Industries apparatus. During this new growth period, Donald went on a blind date with a young reporter named Roberta Brandes. Roberta began her journalistic career as a copy girl in 1963. She quickly rose up to become a reporter for the New York Post in 1965, where she spent the next 15 years. Roberta would go on to author five books and write various articles which appeared in the Wall Street Journal, New York Times, Nation, and Daily News. After dating for roughly a year and a half, Donald and Roberta married and had two children. Donald's new Pilates endeavor with Romana was blossoming, and many times after spending the afternoon with her, and in the throes of developing the entire Pilates line, he'd say to Roberta, You have to meet Romana. She is so amazing. What a genius she is. Roberta had no interest in this weird thing called Pilates and continued to report and write articles for the New York Post about the city. Then, in 1982, Roberta was in a car accident, and Donald immediately knew Romana could help Roberta in her recovery. Reluctantly, she went to meet with Romana, followed Romana's instructions, got better, and happily has been practicing Pilates ever since. Donald passed away in November 2003, and Roberta was determined to keep the family business alive even though the survival rate of small businesses in New York City was very low. The immense loyalty and support Roberta felt from the Pilates community caused her to feel a great sense of obligation to continue to keep the Pilates business going as well. Calling in from New York to talk about Donald and his contributions to the Pilates community is Roberta Grotz. Hello Roberta welcome to All Things Pilates.
1: Hi there good to be with you.
0: Roberta on that fortuitous day when Donald delivered a metal furniture piece to a customer and he met Romana for the first time do you remember him sharing anything about this accidental meeting and can you speak more about that relationship between Donald and Romana as they continue to work together?
1: Well I just remember primarily him telling me what a great person she was and how sweet and smart. And I hadn't heard that from him about many customers. Uh, often, if anything, he complained to me about his customers, especially because a lot of them were decorators. And even though my mother was a decorator, he didn't have much love for decorators. So at any rate, he he just adored Romana. And uh, when they first made The apparatus for the department store, Henry Bendel, Donald told me that he was doing this. I didn't understand what Pilates was. I really didn't care. I only cared that he was doing it for the department store, which Bendel's was a very fancy department store. And I said, why don't you get paid and close for me? (laughs) Well, that didn't happen. And I really didn't get interested in it at that time. But at one point when he was making the apparatus for Ramana, and Ramana had her studio, he insisted that I go with him one day. We were on our way somewhere just so I could meet Ramana and see the studio. And I met her. She was absolutely charming. I saw all these strange-looking bodies exercising on this equipment that I had no knowledge of. And that was it until I had my car accident. And uh, when Donald suggested that I go to Romana, I said, well, why should I? You don't. Ramana could never get him on a machine as much as he adored her. He just wouldn't do it. So I went anyway, and I haven't stopped going to one studio or another in New York, my instructor now is Nancy Jean McNamara in Cynthia Shipley's new studio and then I go to New Orleans for the winter and I work with Larry Gibbous and I'm very lucky two terrific instructors on good equipment
0: on the best equipment
1: on the best equipment so I'm told I've never used anything else and when I ask any of these experts but you know what's the difference and they all say you just know you can feel it well obviously uh they all know they're sensitive they do this every day so i trust uh, that we're obviously doing something right
0: when you speak about your car accident what actually happened to you
1: oh you don't want to know the details i i was a passenger got hit in the side by a truck And it broke my pelvis and left me with one leg shorter than the other, which I deal with now, and some neck issues. But basically, I'm in good shape, thanks to Pilates. And when you went
0: to see Romana for your first handful of lessons after that accident, correct?
1: Yeah, two years later.
0: Oh, okay. What was your impression, though, when you began working with her? on the very apparatus that your husband was building.
1: She was brilliant. I mean she knew exactly what to do with each part of the body and the studio was filled with all these skinny dancers primarily back then and I felt a little like fish out of water but she was very patient with me and uh, I followed her instructions and did what she told me. I didn't even realize that I was in the hands of a genius, but I certainly did in retrospect.
0: Does that mean that it didn't take long before you began to feel better and recognized her genius and the genius of Mr. Pilates' designs?
1: Absolutely, because there were days that I would go to the studio just exhausted and say, oh, I really want to do this, don't want to do this, I want to just lie down somewhere. And then I'd go, I'd have my session and I'd come out absolutely uh, energized uh, and ready for another day. So I was a quick convert.
0: I'd like to be a fly on the wall when you came home and said to Donald, who's looking at you with an I told you so, look in his eyes, what you said to him.
1: I have no idea, but I probably said, you should really do it because he wouldn't do it. He had one thing Ramada made for him, he broke his knee on a job installation once and she created this beanbag, rolling up bean bag, which I gather there's some form of this people use but this was uh, with the weight on the on the leg to help his knee. And it did.
0: Oh, not that from the, the wrist. We have a bean bag device for the wrist but this is for the knee?
1: This was for the knee, and I don't recall what it was. I think David told me. Any anyway, rate, whatever it was, it worked. It made his knee much better.
0: And then was he a convert?
1: No, he wouldn't get on a machine. He was a convert because he just adored Ramana. And he actually loved making the machines because they are a work of art, and our process is very hands-on. It's not a mass production thing. The guys who make these machines, they do a lot of handwork on it. It can't just be stamped out. And he was very proud of that because he did a lot of sculpture, which was his favorite thing to do. So this was like, for him, like a piece of art.
0: Recently, you attended the Pilates Method Alliance convention in Las Vegas and wanted to know what that experience was like for you. Because it was your first time, correct?
1: Yep. Well, it actually, it just warmed my heart because, as I told a lot of people there, when I used to go to the 57th Street studio in New York, it was the only place in New York where they knew absolutely nothing about me except that I was Mrs. Donald Gratz. And that meant everything. So I was just, I was a queen walking into that studio only because of whom I was married to. And I got to the PMA and it was very much the same kind of thing. And I just felt like a rock star. But what was so wonderful about it was it was not about me. It was about everybody's love and appreciation for Donald. And that meant everything to me because after Donald died uh... it was very challenging to say the least to keep the business going and I can't tell you how many people told me sell sell get rid of it and I said no Donald and his father before him certain period of time his brother was involved and they built up this extraordinary business and there's a a real history here of 20th century industrial and sculptural design, and I wasn't going to let it just go out the window. So it's been a a hard path, but it's been successful, and I just felt the warmth and gratitude of everybody, and that made the whole 15 years worthwhile. So it was a really worthwhile experience. All
0: facets of Graz Industries are still active and viable?
1: Well, our Pilates 90-something percent of our business these days. Wow. We we don't do any of the sculpture anymore. That was Donald's special thing, working with the artist. And he never made money on those. And after he was gone, I said to the shop, we're not doing that anymore. We're not in the business of losing money on things like that, that was Donald's prerogative. We do still do some furniture and we're hopefully going to expand some of the furniture again, but basically the the main part of our business now is Pilates.
0: In your opinion, do you think Pilates, in particular classical, will remain as popular as it is now?
1: Well, I think even more so. I didn't follow the field as closely as others, but that classical Pilates is having a resurgence, if anything. I mean, we have orders from all over the world. So Pilates is growing exponentially. So I don't see any diminishment. And if you go into Cynthia's studio today, where you see students training, they're all from other countries. It's a very interesting time. There are also a lot of manufacturers out there. I mean, this is a big, big uh, industry. Industry, and there's room for a lot of people. I don't see, I don't see it shrinking. And I keep hearing of more people in it, but uh, I'm not concerned because we are who we are.
0: And one of the things that sets you apart, or probably the main. Thing that sets you apart is that your apparatus is, for the most part, all handmade. Correct?
1: Well, uh, yeah, and very hands-on. I mean, it's quite interesting to watch the guys. They take great pride. You know, this is this isn't. There's no assembly line. This is all hand done in one way or another. So, I guess that's part of what makes us distinct from anyone else because i keep asking instructors i say you know because i've never used anyone else's equipment and and i say so so what makes it so much better and and they all tell me i don't know it's just you feel it and they feel it and any instructor who works on these machines day in and day out i don't know what they feel but they swear to me. They just feel it.
0: Are all the workers that work at Grotz Industries, were they former artists? So they have that sensibility?
1: No. No, this is a classic manufacturing business. In the old days, I mean, my father-in-law used to talk about the German and Italian immigrants and, and Puerto Rican immigrants and this was the kind of business that people went into and moved up and out, and we have a, a a mixed crew, very diverse, but some of them are quite artistic and and we've had one or two artists uh, work for us, but because they never you know can make enough money just being an artist and we had one particular artist for years an artist named Forrest Myers who used to work with Donald in the shop in Long Island City, and he used to make a lot of his stuff in the shop. And he was very dependent in those days on having access to a place where he could work on a sculpture. So um, they became very close friends. And a lot of handwork in manufacturing is very skilled. People don't understand. What manufacturing is, is can be about. It's not something you just. It's not the stamp or the assembly line that the image conveys. It is often a lot of the big stuff naturally, but on a lot of smaller items like this, uh, there's a lot of handwork involved.
0: Grotz Industries uh, resided in Long Island City, Queens, until 2014.
1: No, 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 no. No. We moved We moved to Long Island City in 1967, and then we moved to Philadelphia in, 19, uh, in 2014.
0: Right, so this is your third and final home, right? Yeah. Because it's um, a bigger right. space?
1: Right, yeah.
0: And does that mean more people are working for you because there are so many more orders?
1: Yes, but I, you know, I often... Top of my head, I don't know what the difference in numbers is.
0: But Philadelphia has been good to you for the last four years.
1: Absolutely. New York got very, very expensive and very difficult to work. And a lot of other small manufacturers uh, had already moved to Philly. And we sort of, a lot of them had come from Brooklyn. We just sort of followed the pack.
0: I must ask you personal question. Do you mind? No. When you went on your blind date with Donald, what was your very first impression of him?
1: He was smart, personable, funny, and very considerate. Was immediately interested in what did I want to do. The plan for whatever our first date was, it was basically up to me. Do you remember what you did? Well, I can't remember whether it was our our first or maybe our second date. He asked me what we wanted to do, and I had seen in the newspaper that Ella Fitzgerald was singing at the Carlisle. And I had never gone out with anyone who was so generous as to take me to something as wonderful as Ella Fitzgerald. And I suggested that, and it turned out that Ella Fitzgerald was his, absolute favorite singer. He was very into jazz and I had no idea. So that kind of feels something for both of us. His thoughtfulness to me, uh, my interest in Ella Fitzgerald did it for him. And it was, I guess, something that just built as we went along. And I have to tell you a funny story because years and years later, when I suggested to one of our daughters that somebody wanted to fix her up on a blind date, she said, I'd never do that. And I said, well, it's a good thing I did, otherwise (laughs) you would never be here. My daughters just were disdainful of the idea of a blind date. In my day, it was something you really wanted because I was not the hanging out in the bar kind of person or it was not easy to meet people
0: and it still isn't right how long were you married
1: uh, just short of 40 years
0: Wow and of course your family approved of Donald very early on correct
1: well you know no parent totally approves of uh, their daughter's husband-to-be they were a little skeptical my father was very interested in Donald because my father was a dry cleaner and he related to somebody who was in manufacturing as opposed to if it had been someone who was a big-shot lawyer or whatever. So they had a lot to talk about because my father was also very handy and making things. And of course, my mother was a decorator, so they had things to talk about. They knew Donald knew the industry, and, and she as did she, so he fit in pretty easily.
0: Does that mean he had a designer artistic side to him?
1: No, he really didn't. Although he did do a couple of design things that were better than he even realized that he could do. No, Donald's genius was that he could take someone else's design and figure out how to fabricate it. And that was why he was able to do. Pilates machines, because he, that was his art, was the art of figuring out how to manufacture something. So a lot of architects and artists would come to him with designs that they needed someone to be able to make, to make successfully. He was an expert on chair design, so the pitch was right and all that kind of stuff. And artists loved working with him because he was part of the process. So he himself did not have a design instinct. And he also said that it would never be a good idea because you should never be competing with your clients. And he felt that if he were an artist, he would, his clients would feel competitive. But they relied on him to make their artists work.
0: Roberta if anyone wants to learn more about Graz Industries your website is?
1: graz pilates
0: And is there one particular person if someone wanted to call to ask for?
1: First look at the website and the website will steer them if they are there so to understand questions or orders or any questions there will be contact info places on the website.
0: Okay, perfect. Thank you so much for your time today, Roberta. It went fast, didn't it?
1: It certainly did, and I enjoyed every minute.
0: Thank you, Roberta. Thank you.
1: Thank Ta- you. Yes,
0: take care. Boy, things happen so fast around here. For more information about traditional Pilates or suggestions about this show, of course, you can go to DarienGold.com. And until then, Please take some time for yourself. And when you do, lift your head, lift your spine, because you know they will lift your spirit. All Things Pilates is produced, edited, and hosted by me, Darian Gold. Mastered audio mix by Fabian Romero. Theme music, soul blues piano shuffle by Boom Zoom. And for all the Pilates lovers out there, Keep practicing and make Joe proud. See you in a couple of weeks for another episode of All Things Pilates.